0: Identity is one of my favorite topics. So obviously we talk a lot about mindset on the podcast, but as I thought about this, identity is really something that rules our behaviors and actions and all these things and beliefs and identity is very much connected. And so I really want to dive deeper into this topic with you today. And my first question would be, you know, why should people care about identity? Why identity is important?
1: Yeah, it's the core of my work. So my brothers and sisters gave me an identity called pizza face. They wanted me to feel ugly because I had acne. And kids do that to feel better about themselves. They put somebody else down. The problem with that is I repeated that for the next 15 years to myself. Every time I looked in the mirror, I saw an ugly identity. And there's this thing that we all have as humans where we want to remain consistent with how we see ourselves and how we think other people see us. If we think that we're kind and caring, we're not going to you know, kick the cat out the front door when it throws up. We're going to place it gently. We're going to behave in a way that's congruent with our identity. But most of the identities we have are not constructed consciously. They're done haphazardly by very poor programmers. Our parents, our teachers, our broke uncle tell us we'll never amount to much. Your pizza face, you're ugly, stupid, short, too tall, not lovable. And we develop these and we take them on and we believe that that's who we are. And I did that. Mm. Thought I was a skinny, bone dog, pizza face, useless, not good enough, never amount to much, always last, always undeserving, youngest of seven children. And I took all that on until I met a programmer in my late 20s, early 30s that helped me transform the way I saw myself. And in my first book that I wrote in 2006 called The Power of Your Identity, I walk people through the process of doing that. It's a simple five-step process, but it, it looks a little bit like writing down the best parts that you see of yourself and the worst parts, and then upgrading the worst parts. So I went from pizza face to ruggedly handsome. I went from working hard to working smart. I went from dyslexic and can't spell to author. Notice I didn't go to best writing author because I didn't feel congruently like a best writing author, Mm. but I did allow myself to become a best selling author. Distinction, but it made a difference in how I felt about it. And that's the process I teach is that the label that life for somebody or you repeated that was suggested to you doesn't need to be your label forever. You can switch it, upgrade it, change it if you have a work ethic and a level of curiosity.
0: That's amazing. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. I you know, I'm a huge believer of this concept that uh, so identity rules, I think I mentioned that, your behaviors and all these things. And so I was always wondering, and also your belief systems, right? So I was always wondering, like, who am I, right? Mm -hmm. what defines who am I? Because we talk about how to redefine your identity. So what defines an identity or a person's identity? Is it past experiences, you know, labeling?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of both. So it changes as you grow. But let's say that, I don't know, you're four years old and you're not eating your broccoli. And then dad says to you, hey, you eat your broccoli and then we're going to have a big ice cream cone together down at the Ice cream shop down the street, and you're thinking, "Hmm, that's great." And you eat your broccoli, and the dad says, "Oh, you're such a good boy. You eat your broccoli. Now let's go get an ice cream." You eat the ice cream; it's fantastic, and your brain starts to look for ways to behave that are going to be pleasurable. And it goes, "Well, when you eat your broccoli, first of all, dad's happy, and you want dad to be happy. And second of all, you get this really good blob of sugar, which really tastes good. And so, (laughs) being a good boy." Is worth it on this planet. So next time you're not tying your shoes, and your sister and you are trying to rush out to school, and your dad's like, "Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up! Be a good boy and tie your shoes now and listen to daddy." You go, "Huh?" And your unconscious mind goes, "Remember, good boys get rewarded. We want to be a good boy, and maybe for the rest of your life you'd be a good boy. But that means that." you don't have proper boundaries around being abused by other people and you get taken advantage of and people push you around. Mm. So it's really about looking at where the label came from, why you, in, you embraced it, and then start mm. to search for new evidence. So let's say you're not a millionaire yet, but you want to become a millionaire and you have a limiting belief that you're not really very good with money. Well, you can't just Go, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, sit there and pray and have a, you know, bags of money fall in your lap. But what you can do is you can say, you know what? Every day in every way, I'm more open to being a better student, student and steward of my money and attracting great opportunities to me. And then you start to look around and you start to see possibilities. You start to see that you can open up a lemon stand or that you can work night shift or you say yes to, um, to overtime your mind starts to look for those resources and that is the power of your identity
0: and um you also talk about connected to identity inner narrative or self-talk and you know is it something that reinforces the identity so let's say i you know had this uh friend who told me this and i'm and i keep repeating this statement in my mind and this becomes my identity so what are some of the ways you know we can start to redefine this identity or inner narrative? How can people, you know, just start working on that?
1: Yeah, so the interesting thing is that I ask people sometimes at a seminar, how many of you have a voice in your head and they raise their hand, I go, how many of you have more than one voice? <laughs> and they're like raise their hand. <laughs> and it's that conversation we have in our mind that is the one thing that we can choose. So, imagine you're the director, writer, um, editor, producer of a movie. And that's ultimately your life is you look out and you go, you know, how, how do I want my life to go? Do I want it to be a drama, a horror, a comedy? And then <laughs> it's up to you to write the script. If your script includes lots of swear words and, and rapping and, and pants half down your ass. And if that's the vision you have for your life, well, that's probably going to be the narrative that goes with it. Or you can have a narrative of, you know, saying things like, I feel really blessed. I'm excited about my life. I feel really grateful, even though we're going through these difficult times, that I have an opportunity to step up and be strong and take care of my body and be around people I love. Like you can change the script and the inner narrative is just a piece that goes with that. And again, it's just about doing it consciously.